0: You've been
1: listening to Monsters, Madness, and Magic. This is Alan Wake signing off. But remember, folks, it's not a lake, it's an ocean.
0: All right, folks, welcome to the Monsters, Madness, and Magic podcast. I'm your host, Justin, here with a quick word before we dive in. Now, on this episode, I chat with actor Ilka Vili about the evolution of Alan Wake, performing Herald of Darkness live method acting, motion capture, remedy entertainment, and more. As always, thank you all for listening out there. And if you're listening on your podcasting platform of choice and you'd like to help the show grow, please leave us a review. And if you happen to be watching the video on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe because it does help. Anyway, without further ado, here you go. Greetings, boils and Google. Yoka, take us back in time. You're a youngster. Are you a book reader, fort builder, troublemaker, or all the above? I'd say a book reader.
1: What was the second option, actually? Uh, A
0: fort builder or troublemaker?
1: Oh, okay. Book reader, probably. Yeah.
0: Did you have a specific author or genre that you leaned towards growing up?
1: Let's see. Not really. I think I had sort of periods of time when I, I was very excited about different kinds of things, but nothing like very special I mean I, I was I, all kind of literature mm. I still do I, I try to read a lot of different stuff and I also do quite a lot of reading for for work because I I narrate audiobooks so and that's a good reason to read sort of very different kind of literature because they just give you the book and if you want to take the job or not and and Oftentimes, I, I like to take books that I would never read myself in my free time, kind to educate myself a little bit and, and just widen my my perspective.
0: Would you say that you lean towards more uh, lean towards uh, more nonfiction than fiction then?
1: no no for for myself it's fiction
0: gotcha okay very much (laughs) so what about your your parents okay were either of them artistically inclined or involved in the business at all you think that's where your roots came from
1: no not really my 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 parents are i come from a very academic family there were a lot of arts around in our household when i was growing up i mean there were a lot of books and my, my parents would take me to to the theater to movies uh concerts and all that so I was very much exposed to uh, different kind of art, but but there was really no one like around in in my uh, my parents' sort of uh, friends or, or or their circles who would be like an artist, professional artist. So that wasn't really there was no example of that, and I was sort of never encouraged in the, in that direction myself. And I, I for the longest time I, I feel like pretty early on I had these strong feelings about acting and and, and theater and movies, but it took me a very long time to sort of believe that that could be
0: something for me. So when you do think back to formative films and TV shows, what comes to mind that you grew up on?
1: Well, uh, Knight Rider, (laughs) I think it was like the first one that really made an impact. And then uh, A-Team,
0: I remember
1: enjoying. uh, MacGyver was important. And then one that was hugely important later on like when I was I must have been like maybe 13 or something when Twin Peaks came on oh yeah and I remember just watching that with my my older brother and that was just like this thing that we had had in common with my brother and and just it was so it it, that was huge
0: that must have been really easy for you to plug into the to the Alan Wake world then
1: (laughs) well kind of I was I was very yeah that was a joy that there's so much in common with between these worlds and I just, I, I love it, all the Twin Peaks stuff that, that's in in the Alan White games.
0: What about music? What sort of music did you grow up listening to?
1: Well, uh, I think first it was Beatles and then pretty quickly to Van Halen, mm. strangely. <laughs> uh, like a short uh, Bon Jovi uh, phase there, very short. Then then to Van Halen, which was for many years and I still love Van Halen, like the the old Van Halen especially
0: pre-hagar really?
1: yeah exactly <laughs> <Vagally raw>. that, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I really like it and then it was uh let's see guns and roses mm. dire straits and then suddenly red hot chili peppers came like huge we had this group of friends and red hot chili peppers was like very important for us and then smashing pumpkins and uh well all the all kind of the the seattle scene as well mm, mm. The grunge,
0: alice in chains scene. stuff like that alice in chains yeah this is something I like to ask everyone just because you never know someone's background. What scared you as a kid?
1: I, I'm not sure. I, I, I think it's still the same thing that still sort of scares me now is sort of very sudden the the, the the threat of violence. Like that, I think, like bigger kids that were aggressive. That, I think, was still, and I still, that's like the only thing, not like I'm, I would be scared of it every day, but that's like something that I see nightmares of. Like sudden violence somewhere, just violence bursting for yeah. no apparent reason, like someone just getting very aggressive. Right. And I think that was something that I already had as a kid.
0: Did you have to deal with a lot of bullies and stuff growing up? No,
1: not that much. No, no, yeah. I was just thinking about it. Not like but it I mean, growing up in the eighties, it was I guess it's still around the same. I mean, it it hasn't changed. But there was always like that yeah, that, that sort of uh you could sense it sometimes when the, the sort of the the bullying, the violence was was sort of uh, mounting a, a bit, but it wasn't like no, I, I wasn't. I was lucky enough not to be. I think because I was a very sensitive kid and I was pretty good at school, so I, I would have been like a pretty good target for 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 bull- bullies. I would cry pretty easily and all that. But then I had the advantage that I was pretty good at sports, mm. which I, I think looking bad kind of saved
0: me. It's a deterrent. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 yeah. We we had this group of friends who all played basketball, and and some of the like the tougher guys were in that group of friends, and and I guess that was sort of
0: what saved me in a way. Right. So, do you have a maybe a eureka moment, a, a ha- aha moment where that you can point to where you decided to give acting a try for the first time?
1: I guess I have a few, like maybe like
0: first or second grade,
1: just doing this school play that I sort of felt that I, there was something that I was I was. Sort of connecting with the audience with the other actors there, were, there was something special going on about at the same time i i remember this one play that my parents took me to see at the theater and that was sort of a, a pretty strong experience as well they're not like crystal clear moments but right. I, I feel they were so, some of those and and then just uh in my school years I, I didn't really they were just like sudden seldom school plays that i would do but I, it always felt like there was something special there and
0: i just connected that, mm. that's how it felt so what about your very first time on stage did it go smoothly did your pants fall down anything like that <laughs> can't remember there have been
1: moments later on like strange moments in my professional career but but no not really Not no catastrophic moments at <laughs> the very beginning no i can't i can't recall maybe there they might have been but I, i've Manage to sort of forget them that's good <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's a good way the brain for the brain to work that you sort of just to hold on to the good parts
0: Did you ever have to deal with stage fright or anything like that overcome it some sort of
1: nervousness yeah yeah I've, I've sort of invented I've come up with uh, sort of techniques for myself to to relax myself I guess every actor has those and but never like a very sort of uh, severe. Stage fright or anything like that. It's and he, it's funny. Well, I've done a lot of improv uh-huh. back in the days, and and that was sort of very freeing for me, and that was nerve wracking. I would I would hate it each time before going on stage because it was there was nothing to lean on. So we, that was like the scariest thing. But just then, always stepping on the stage, all that was behind, and it was I was just loving it. I was enjoying it so much, and that sort of surviving all those improv you know gigs in very like nasty restaurants and bars and you know hard really tough places like that sort of gave me the confidence that i i don't get that nervous
0: anymore a lot of actors i speak with that have a background in improv speak to how that has helped them a lot especially if they work in the booth now because voice acting is way more than just using your voice there's a lot of improv going on
1: for sure yeah, yeah, all kinds of, like in every acting that I do, I I think improv, have it has helped me a lot. Just to trust sort of the moment, be in the moment, not just to, you know, it, it'll work out like that sort
0: of yeah. uh, state of mind. So do you have any personal favorite roles that you played on during your time on stage that stick out to you?
1: Well, some, but, but yeah, there are a few, but those are like finished plays, like, Contemporary plays, so so not like parts that anyone would know now, but but yeah, there there have been like special moments, and I remember one by the Italian playwright Dario Fall, We played this, um, we did this play where I did like s- five or six different characters, and and the sort of the joke was that it was the same, it had to be the same actor. It was like right. kind of the thing. It was written that way, and people would always be like, "Aren't you that? You remind me of that." That other guy, it was like a, like, a, um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember all the, all the parts. It, there were, I think, two of them were different kind of policemen, and, and there was like, a, I don't remember so, so clearly. One was like a hippie, and every, but, but the joke, the running joke was like, hey, I think we met before. Like, I know you from somewhere. <laughs> That was just a lot of fun. I remember that, like, we had just a couple of seconds always to change the clothes and, and the, the wardrobe and change to another character. And that was very, very enjoyable. And now looking at Alan Wake 2, getting to play three different characters in that, that game, it sort of, uh, yeah, brings memories of, of that.
0: You started on stage in Finland, right? I did, yeah. Now, did you gravitate towards any uh theater or anything in europe and like what are some of the differences from working on stage in finland and elsewhere
1: well i haven't really worked elsewhere on okay. stage okay so i wouldn't know just uh, a short thing that we did like a finnish french play that we did uh, just a few shows in in paris but that you know that's doesn't really count so uh, i can't say it's it i did after graduating uh, i did two years mostly just, just theater, like repertory, repertory theater. So a lot of very different plays. And, and that was like a sort of a second acting school for me because mm. I got to work all the time, like six days a week and so many plays all the time. We would like have shows of three plays and, and we're rehearsing the fourth. And, and it was just a, like a very good schooling for me.
0: So this is a question I like to ask all actors I speak with. To us laymen, you know, the non-actors, uh, method acting is a term that gets thrown around a lot. So i just like to ask all actors, what is your method?
1: I don't really have a method. My method is whatever works, basically. I've, I've sort of come up with my own method. I, I think that's important because you, you can't, like, pour a method on, on someone because we're all different. And for acting to be interesting, it has to come from, from yourself. Like, what's special in you? So I think... Every, every actor, every decent actor has to sort of come up with a, a personal method. Right. You can pick things, or you can, it's good to read a lot. It's good to get education in, in, in acting. I mean, it, that's always good. But then it's the most important thing, I think, is that you have the courage to try out things like what works and what doesn't and, and have the, uh, the chance to fail. Yeah, that's what's so good about acting school It's like you have four. I was in acting school for four years, and I failed a lot, and but that was so good. I I'm I feel kind of proud that I had that carry had that courage to to fail and find out. Well, th- this doesn't exactly work for me, but oh, okay, this this works, and this takes me takes me forward and makes me better. So so not 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 a like a method that would have a name like. If you needed a name, it would be Ilkavili Method, but it would be
0: <laughs> just for me. <laughs> right. And that's what I've, with all the actors I've spoken with all the years, that's what I've kind of picked up myself. And that's why I like to ask the question is everyone has their own little flavor, even if they are a quote unquote Stanislavski you know, method or they have their own twist on it.
1: Right, for sure. And there are different gigs, I mean, different jobs, acting jobs. And you, you need a different sort of method or, or way of approaching it each time and, and different people who have their own sort of methods. So you you have to adjust.
0: So from the stage, how does that first screen roll happen for you?
1: Well, that actually the first screen roll I got already before graduating wow. in, a, in a Finnish uh, war movie, which was a very good start, but then it took quite many years uh, till the next one. But mm. well, one of the reasons was that I was in, in a smaller town quite far from Helsinki which is sort of as the capital in Finland it's it's where the, all the movie tv things mainly happen and I was you know pretty far from here doing theater all the time so so that was uh but yeah it was good that I got that start as well and then actually before graduating we also did this tv series with uh, a group of uh buddies of mine who were, we were all uh Studying in the same class, we did this sketch series, mm. six-part sketch series for, for Finnish TV. So I had some of that like camera uh, experience already pretty early on. But then, it, yeah, things kind of went slowly for many years. And it's still like that at times. I mean, it's, I, I've been lucky enough to, I've been working for 20 years, done nothing else but, but acting, basically. So I, I consider myself very lucky. Are you still active on the stage at all? Not really. I haven't, haven't been on the stage for um, maybe five years now. Okay. But it's not for not wanting to. It's more like what I get, sort of the offers that I get. For some reason, I'm not getting a lot of stage offers. It's it's more like TV, movies, luckily game game stuff as well.
0: You've been busy the last couple of years. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah what would you say either stage you know screen games whatever what's the best piece of direction that you've received from a director that made it click for you
1: oh wow i'm afraid i don't have like like a specific answer for that but i just remember doing it on wake two with sam lake and and on who was the the live action director. i I felt that the three of us sort of had this very sort of uh i don't know we we kind of understood each other and we would like someone would comment something and, and we would build on that. Like the three of us, it felt like a very much like a tripod, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. just uh, throwing out ideas and you would see from the other person right away that, like from the eyes, that that would sort of get something started there in their brain. And, and then it would, you know, evolve between the three of us to something different. And I always love it when you, you come with ideas in the morning and everyone does, but then what you end up with it is something different from from all of those ideas it sort of turns into something different and that that's like what's so wonderful about artistic collaboration at its best mm. that's like that's what i enjoy so so much you, you see the other guys at the end of the day it's like oh wow this I, I never thought it would turn this way and 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 it did and it's not like it hasn't doesn't have to be like drastically different but it's just something that just a, like a living thing, yeah, in the moment, and it, there's something special born in the moment. That, right. That's the best.
0: In your years acting, is would you say there's like an accent that you struggled with trying to grasp? Maybe.
1: Well, uh, I I tried to get my sort of my English accent better. I've worked quite a lot on that, just for for uh, for Alan Wake to be sort of for our collaboration with Matthew Peretta to to work better and and just uh, you know for it to be easier for everyone since we're working so much in English yeah but then in Finnish I've, I've done this Eastern Finnish accent for I did three seasons of a, a TV show uh called Border town which is uh based in a in a town uh, in the eastern border near the Russian border of Finland. And they have a specific way of talking but you always get a lot of shit for, for <laughs> doing like a in finland i think that's everywhere like if you do an accent and, you, and you're not from that area you know you, people are gonna let you know
0: yeah i'm from the southern but, united states you can imagine yeah howdy, yeah, yeah, howdy sure. partner <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, but i i, I enjoy languages and i and i enjoy accents a lot but it, it's it's tough and it's sometimes you just think yourself that this sounds great and this is so authentic and then you somebody hears you and it's like oh no not even close
0: <laughs> it, it's tough it's hard you just mentioned you know the, the relationship between you and Matthew so just how does that go is it like dubbing or are you saying the lines actually and then Matthew goes behind you and they mute the audio how does that work well, it, it depends a little.
1: Uh, there are different ways of, it uh, depends on what we're doing. If if it's live action, it's simpler. It's, it's I do the whole thing first and then Matthew dubs me. Mm. But if it's uh, like the, the uh, cinematics in the game, the animated stuff, uh, we would often do it that way. Mostly that we would do the, the motion capture part first, but just the body, not the face. They usually they take the head, but the, the face is... The performance capture, the face is done separately. Right. So we do would first do the the motion capture part, and I would if there were lines, I would do the lines like normally. Just act with 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 everything. At some point, Matt would get that material and and check it out and and see what I've done, and then just do his own take on on, on that material. Finally, I would go to the booth uh, where we do the the performance capture, the, the the face part, and I would have the material. Of my own uh, motion capture stuff, the body part that I've done maybe uh, you know a couple of months earlier, and Matt's voiceover, and I would do my best to match those with my face, and that would be (laughs) like a really tough job because it's
0: like you're dubbing. It's backwards almost. Almost seems backwards to me, like like you're kind of reverse dubbing.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I would I would not just learn the lines from the from the script, but I would learn them from a tape like the way Matthew does them his rhythm and and he's like l- l- breathing and and the little gulps and and you know stutters and everything. So that was like a lot a lot of work. But I, I found it it kind of, it was very challenging. But yeah, and I have to mention at the same time you're in a booth where you can't move at all. So it's very specific. So be, I I would have my my the back of my head against a tennis ball at all times, and you can't move. You you have to be very still. And still there are like moments that you're in a fight or you're running or something. So it's, it's, it's very challenging. And then having the lip sync thing, trying to match that as perfectly as you can. Of course, the animators can do, you know, tweak stuff afterwards and everything, but, but it was important to get it right. And I would really, really prepare for those sessions. I would work so hard the week before just Mm. listening to those tapes and listening to Matt's material. And, and I think with that, Preparation. I kind of often uh, found, you know, peace in in the booth. I would I would find a, a way to relax and and get a like what I think of a good performance right. and enjoy it and feeling like super great when I nailed it. You know, everything when everything was in place and I felt that I could also at the same time with all the technical stuff give a, a good performance there were yeah there were many many different ways of 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 doing it like sometimes matt would do it after me and and sometimes it would be like a parlor game when where you had like a you know you would fold a paper and someone would, would draw the first thing and then the second thing and and it was also strange because we didn't we weren't that much in the same room with matt we were supposed to be but then covid hit and everything became really hard and difficult but i would i would listen to Matt's VOs a lot. I would listen to the tapes a lot, so I would sort of get, try to get a hang of his rhythm and trying to sort of combine our two Allens to one one common allen. And then, of course, the importance of the directors of of Sam and and Ansi being there and bridging the whole thing and making sure it's it's coherent and and works.
0: All you guys did a great job. Just thank you. Awesome job. Take us through how the relationship with Remedy began.
1: That was already back in 2005. I, I got a call from a casting agency just uh, that they had this strange uh, game project that they knew almost nothing about, but if I would be interested in doing an audition for it. And I did, and I don't really remember what I did for the audition, what what it was like. But but uh, yeah, a couple weeks passed, and then uh, Sam Lake called me and, and asked me to... Come and visit the remedy offices and have a little chat. And he explained what they what they were up to, and uh, that's how, how it all started. But then, of course, everything took so much longer. and yeah. For the, even for, for the first game, that was 2005, and it came out in 2010. And I I never imagined that I'd still be doing Alan Wake in you know 2023. It, it became something completely different than
0: it it was in the beginning. So was there much motion capture going on for the first game at all?
1: Yep. Yeah, I did a lot of motion capture for the first. In the very beginning, it was more like photos, just trying to get sort of building the character of, of Alan Wake and, you know, the wardrobe and, and sort of the attitude of of him. So we would just put music on uh, and, and, and just take a lot of photos and try to get, you know, that sort of the whole atmosphere and the, the feel of who Alan Wake is. Closer to 2010, I think it was 2009, we did a lot of motion capture and the performance capture pretty much the same way we did it for Alan Wake too. But just the end result was so different back then. I mean, the technical side has just gone so far since. So so it's pretty, but for, from an actor's point of view, it was pretty much the same. And I, 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 at that point, for the first Alan Wake, I did a lot of motion capture for the a lot of NPCs as well. Uh. So there were basically three of us actors and we did like all that we would do, there was this Swedish guy, great Swedish actor, Linus, uh, who worked with me and we would do the Anderson brothers, the two of us, and we would do like uh, all sorts of NPCs throughout the game. And, and that was really fun, like people of different shape and age and... I, I think I did a couple of female characters as well. So that was a lot of fun. Like theater stuff. Like I was yeah. explaining earlier, like doing the, the six different roles in one play. That was kind of that kind of... On one day, I could do a lot of different characters.
0: So that was very enjoyable. Right. And I've been uh, recently, I've been interviewing a lot of the Baldur's Gate 3 cast. And they say that almost all of them have said that motion capture is a perfect medium between theater and screen. That it's more more akin to theater. You agree with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, it's what it reminds me of most is like playing as a kid when you had nothing, it was just you and the imagination. It's like, there's really, there's no props. There's no set, you know, you, you just, I'm going to be Alan Wake and you guys are going to be <laughs> dark creatures and here we go. And then it's all just in your head and, and then it comes alive. And so, yeah, that's what it reminded me mostly
0: of. You know, so obviously in the 13 years between the first game and the second game, Allen has changed physically and all that kind of stuff. But did Sam give you any notes specifically on, you know, this is what allen has been going through? This is what's happening now?
1: Yeah, we, we did talk quite a bit about that because there wasn't like starting off. Like I think usually it goes this way in games that you won't have like the whole script when you begin uh, shooting for it. So so Sam would take me through the whole story and we would talk a lot about Alan and what's happened to him and you know what kind of mental stage state he is in. Yeah, that that kind of that was very important for me because mm. to understand how how to, how to
0: approach him and so uh, I have to ask uh, Herald of Darkness musical number. Probably one of the craziest things I've seen done in a game. Just take us through, you know, talking about that and then seeing it come to fruition. Did you? Did you expect yeah, what it became?
1: <laughs> well, I, I remember there was a moment pretty early on that Sam mentioned that he, he's planning on having this musical musical part in the game, and, and I was well surprised, of course. Uh, didn't sound like something from a horror game, but but sure I was up to like right away. I was like, absolutely. And that actually became the thing that I was like waiting for the most. I would always <laughs> ask what, what's going on with the musical part. When, <laughs> when do I get the jazz? And you know, when, when are we going to do that? And, and there, it, it got postponed, I think quite a few times. And, and then afterwards I heard that there were, it was tough to keep it in. Like for Sam, he was really fighting for it, and and there were moments that people didn't really believe that that was doable, and it it seemed like too hard and everything. But yeah, once we got to film it, we rehearsed it really well, and and then of course we're not professional dancers, not nor me or or, or Sam, uh, but we luckily we had professional dancers involved and and a wonderful wonderful choreographers, so that helped a lot. But uh, yeah, I, that was just so much fun. Mm. i loved it every second of it i loved it you know doing it for for the game and then doing it in la for for the game awards the
0: best moments man i've got to be honest i listen to that song maybe once a day <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i've heard that many people do
0: yeah yeah it's, it's a great song it's just it's a good. great song in general even if you don't know alan Wake, this is a great metal song <laughs>
1: yeah exactly yeah, yeah for sure That's very true
0: and just as a long time I grew up on Robin Hood, Men in Tights, so it was just great to see Matthew singing and on stage again. Yeah. I was just, just like a Mel Brooks get up.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's just a wonderful singer as well just, and a great, great guy. I just love Matt. He's, he's a good friend.
0: Were there any nerves for you at the Game Awards performing live in front of everybody or did you just win know.
1: it? No, it, it was surprising. People asked me that a lot. And Sam would always mention like the days before, the, the days leading to... The Game Awards when we were rehearsing, he would always mention that there are going to be more than hundred million viewers. Like always, I was just trying to make us nervous. <laughs> but funny, funny enough, it, it didn't. I wasn't really that nervous. Maybe it was the, the improv background or yeah. something that you know helped. But I, I just, and then I consciously sort of decided that I'm just going to enjoy this. This is like the special moment. This is something that will never happen again in my life. So I'm, I'm just going to enjoy it to the max
0: so no musical experience whatsoever on stage ever
1: no i I done at the repertory theater i I did some musicals i i was actually in sound of music i was uh captain from (laughs) trap i was (laughs) way too young for the role but that was the great thing about a small theater that you know you got to do everything like even parts that weren't like exactly right for you but you would have to sort of stretch those acting muscles and Play someone older or younger, or, or all that stuff. So I'd done that, and then uh, yeah, a couple more music I, I had. Done. I'm not a great singer, but but I can you know I can survive in, uh, harmonize. In and harmonize this musical. <laughs> Maybe not the big, not not on Broadway, but you know.
0: What's the best acting advice you've received, and who gave it to you? Well,
1: that's a that's a really tough question. Maybe it's just the. Uh, Because I I remember in acting school, I would like try to prepare, like be very physical. I would do like push-ups and all that. And then we had a teacher who told me like, maybe you should try just just being relaxed. Just all concentrate on on just being relaxed. Like your body, and when your body is relaxed, your mind will be as well. And don't think about, I would go, like before I would go over the lines over and over again. Like a mantra going over and over. And he was like, try it it that way that you don't think of it the whole play at all think of other things and and just have a cup of coffee and you yeah. know sit down relax and then when it's your turn go on the stage and that i think in many ways that was one at least one of the the best advices i've gotten because that was just to learn to sort of play you know just play with it just enjoy it don't 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 push it don't put pressure on yourself be playful and 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 uh, listen and See where it takes you, and it doesn't have to be the same every day. Even better, it's it's better if it's like changes constantly, and just being in the moment, sort of that kind of thing. uh, That was probably what he was going for, but it it started there, and and I guess it took me a long time to really get there. But now I feel like I just yeah I I enjoy acting a lot. I I, I, I still enjoy my job a lot, and that's probably one of the reasons. I, I it feels like just still always being like a little kid just enjoying it and 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 playing with others that's that's just a joy
0: have you ever dipped your toe into the writing side of things
1: a bit yeah i um a little bit yeah and i still have sort of uh yeah i have some plans but we'll we'll see what happens Uh, it's but it's hard (laughs) i found out it's really hard yeah i'm not i would i feel i would need like a a very good writing partner
0: well, you know you know a guy the
1: writing muscles
0: <laughs> you know a guy sam lake's pretty good
1: <laughs> yeah yeah well he, he's offered to help me if if i come up with good ideas he, he could he's just said a while ago that he's he's very uh willing to to give me some some advice and that's quite a thing to have sam lake giving you advice so maybe i should really start writing something <laughs>
0: You kind of touched on this a few minutes ago, but I wanted to ask, you know, specifically, what are some of the major differences behind the scenes tech-wise that you dealt with from the first game to the second game?
1: No, if, like I said before, it, it wasn't that different for an actor. Like, the, the biggest differences, I guess, were, like, just in the end result. How the technical side has gone. The technical side that I understand nothing of. But, you know, that whatever happens when I've done my work, and the game comes out. That's pretty remarkable what what they can do nowadays. Like all the, the really the performance captured part, especially. I felt like for Alan Wake one, my my work my performance was more in, in the body sort of the the motion capture part. how how Alan moves, his like he little hesitations, and he's you know the rhythm that he has in his movements. It I felt like the acting was more there because the the face part was a little woody yeah. still. Uh, but now, and I still think, like, I, I'm, I'm really proud of, like, the, all the physical part in Alan Wake 2 as well. Like, I don't actually think that people pay a lot of uh, attention to, to, like, how the body movements, like, the rhythms of, of the body and what that tells of the character. You sort of probably unconsciously pick it up. You sort of understand it, but you don't know where it comes from. It's not as clear as when you hear the voice actor do the, the the acting, and and you can really hear it in the voice, and that's that's like more obvious. But I think there is a lot that happens in 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 not just the face part, but 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 the body as well. Right. So uh, that's something I'm pretty proud of. I, I I think there was a a lot of good work there, as well. But then of course, just seeing like all the little face movements that you you have, like the little twitches and everything, that it's all there. Yeah, it's, it's special how they can do it nowadays. So.
0: so, out of all the projects you've worked on, Ilka, be it you know stage, screen, gaming, what would you say is the most challenging? Is there is a one you lost sleep over?
1: I would say the most challenging were the like some of the performance capture parts for for uh, Alan 2 because we would do like long days with a lot of material, and and the way I explained it, having that. Those different parts, the body part from, from a couple of months before having Matthew's voice and, uh, you know, trying to match those and just uh, and you don't want to disappoint the other actor as well. That That's a part, uh, too. I, I, you, you want to be worth it. I would hear that Matthews had done this great work, voice work, and, and I would, you know, I don't want to spoil that. So I, I have to be up to the task. And, and that was... Uh, that was really challenging. That was really hard at times, just getting it right. But but also so rewarding at the mm. same time. When, when we nailed it, it was just uh,
0: another question. I like to ask everyone: uh Have you ever had an experience you would consider supernatural or paranormal?
1: Not like an obvious one. I I, I feel I'm I'm sometimes a li- little sad that I don't have that sensibility because I I feel like I know people who have had like very sort of special experiences. And I'm like, well, nothing like that has ever happened to me. It's like, why not? I don't know maybe I'm not in that way sensitive enough. And I'm, I am I come from a family, like very uh, believing in science very, <sighs> very much. So everything was like always explained with science. It was always the facts. And, and you would have to sort of, uh, you would have to explain it with, with facts, each member of the family. If we, we, you would claim something, you would have to have the facts. Right. So there was not like much room for that, and that's maybe the the kind of viewer I have of the of the world. Oops. Oh, uh, there
0: you go. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right.
1: Oh damn. Well, I don't yeah. know if you can see me anymore. But... Yeah, I can see
0: you. There's there's okay, our cool. supernatural event.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, this is this is the first. <laughs> No, it happened there's proof
0: <laughs> so i wanted to ask you uh ilko i mean unfortunately we just lost james mccaffrey and i i just wanted to ask if you worked with him at all on the game or if you have any experiences that you could share with about him or anything well, like that
1: yeah unfortunately never uh, in person i never worked with him i never met him in person but i would i worked with his voice acting right. you know his voice uh, on m- many occasions so uh and I was, of course, very familiar with his voice. And 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 Sam and and Matt, who knew uh, Jim pretty well, uh, always talked very warmly about him. I, I think he was a great guy. I, I'm very sorry I, I never got to meet him.
0: Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, just to put a bow on everything here, and I'll let you go. What's on the horizon for you that you can share without getting in trouble? Well. I was supposed to start
1: filming uh, the second season for a finished TV series in in a couple of weeks, but now it got postponed at least six months. So uh, now I'm I'm a little bit like left, you know, I don't know what to do with the the first half of the year exactly, but I I try to keep myself busy and I have a a few audio books that I'm gonna narrate. uh, So that'll keep me busy and uh, yeah, and then it leaves, you know, Maybe time, you know, leaves uh, a chance for for something to come along. But yeah, that was a bit of a bit of a drag because uh, I thought that that would be what I, I'd be doing until like, yeah. uh, end of June. But this stuff happens all the time. So
0: just real quick, have you played the game to see your work?
1: Uh, well, I have, but I'm still in the saga part. I haven't <laughs> played that much, so but I know so much less of that part. So there are not that many spoilers. I know you know quite a bit of that of Saga's story as well but it's not that as uh, spoilery for me as as the Alan Wake the Dark Place parts. So I I'm I, I am playing but it's it's pretty slow. We only have one TV in the household and and I have quite small kids and I, I don't want them to see any of that. So <laughs> right. it's like late evening if I get to nighttime if I get to play but then I'm usually so tired. So but I'll, I'll get around to it at some point really play it
0: awesome well it's been a pleasure talking to you man i appreciate you giving me some of your time big fan thank
1: you sure thank you you, my pleasure
0: all right folks that's a wrap i hope you enjoyed that chat with ilka as always thanks for listening and we'll see you back next time monsters madness and magic.